0: This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. It's a new segment uh, I'm doing uh, called State of the Arts. Uh, the arts community, of course, in Springfield and Central Illinois, all around the country, um, even all around the world, are suffering due to the pandemic. And uh, there are new and creative ways every single day that people are finding new ways to perform, uh, new ways to Uh, you know make all their artistic visions and everything get out there Uh, so this will be a a sort of a weekly segment I'll be doing with uh, Gus Gordon will be joining me again and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that how are you doing Gus?
1: Kevin I'm doing great how are you today?
0: I'm doing pretty good Um, so one thing we uh, definitely want to talk about um, at the Springfield Theater Center, which is also housed in the Hoagland Center for the Arts, um, right. and uh, and again, this will be, uh, you know, state of the arts, the arts around Springfield, we're not just, you know, we're not just relegating it to, you know, this one theater company, I mean, this is all of, um, you know, everything going yeah. on in Springfield, uh, so, yeah, so the uh, Theater Center is putting on one of Ken Bradbury's shows, who did a lot of shows um, in the central Illinois area, a lot of them he wrote right. that are mainstays that are performed a lot, and uh this show uh spirit of lincoln uh is being directed by hope cherry and it has Mm -hmm. they have just put out the cast list and uh the list of dancers so you know let's talk a little bit about that this this will be similar to um how songs for a new world which was going to you know pre-recorded and uh sort of streamed live they were talking uh they're doing a very similar thing
1: yeah it, it was really exciting we had the auditions this weekend um the theater center did at the Hoagland center. And uh, we did a lot of talk in preparation for how we would set up the room and how we would make sure that everyone um, felt safe. And that we were following all of the CDC recommendations and the local health department recommendations. And I think things went really well this weekend. They had a great turnout. Um, Hope has put together a super cast oh, of yeah. some really Really talented local performers, so I, I think it's really an exciting project. And, you know, Kevin, looking over the cast list, um, I have it right in front of me, and you mm-hmm. see names like Keith Bradbury, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Ken's brother, yeah. uh, Reggie Guyton, uh, Matt Woodson, uh, Wes Bridges, Linda Schneider, Jim Yale, Tony Young, uh, Mark Wheeler, Andy Um, And I'm not listing all of them, but those are just some. That's a great group a of huge, people, and oh my I think God, what yeah. it shows us is, all the theater community and the arts community really wants to get back and do something. Yes. I think if people want to be involved, and they missed this element that was such a was and is such an important part of their life. And um, I, I think it's exciting that a new project is out there, and um, we'll you know try to try to see it through to get a good product for the audience to enjoy.
0: Yes, absolutely, and uh, something that was brought up, um, I don't know if I, if I read it on Facebook or somebody was maybe talking about it, that, um, you know, and obviously you guys probably doing this for uh, Songs for New World, but, you know, with, with such a large cast for this production, right. um, there will be a lot, because um, there isn't a whole lot going on in the building right now, there will be a lot of different spaces all throughout the building. People will be able to rehearse um you know, at different, uh, at the same time, but, you know, uh, right. of course distance apart. Um, so yeah, this, I mean, this, this will be really, this will be really interesting. And, um, one of the things, so, Ho- you know,
1: the thing with this one, and, and like I said, um, Vanessa Ferguson, who's the assistant director of the Hoagland and I talked with, uh, Jen Gronwald, uh, the president of STC and Hope Cherry, the director of the show. And we talked about, you know, what their ideas were for safety and, uh, moving forward. And this, you know, it's going to be very fluid. And they understand that, you know, things need to be flexible. And um, they can kind of roll with the punches where this is new territory for everybody. And it is a big cast, but they've worked out a rehearsal schedule where people will come in just to do their monologues and so forth. And uh, then piece it together in a, in a safe fashion for the actual recording whenever that takes place. They haven't really set an exact date for this yet. I think they want to get the production up and running first and then set a date for the actual um, distribution on and figure out what platform it's going to be on and, and what the dates were, are that people will be able to see it. But um, they've, they've got some big plans and they've really thought this through about again, how to keep everyone distanced and safe. And really this, this show of Ken's uh, we, we produced it at the Hoagland uh, back in 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, It's a series of monologues and individual songs, so it's kind of the perfect thing for something like this. Oh, yeah. It's um, a lot of individual moments, just a few group sequences that they're still, you know, working out how that's going to play out. But um, I I think I'm I'm very encouraged, and it was neat to see so many fun, talented people involved in this who really just want to get back and active. and. And Ken Bradbury, as you mentioned at the start, Kevin, is just kind of a local legend. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we lost Ken a couple of years ago. He passed away and left such a legacy of love and uh, people who just thought the world of him, audiences who adored everything he did, that I think this is kind of a nice piece. Um, And one of the the neater things is um, they're working with the Ken Bradbury Foundation, which is comprised of a lot of Ken's dear friends who want to keep his his uh, work alive, and they don't have to deal with a New York licensing house for this. They're dealing with local people, so you know if they if they need to tape it in a certain way, you know they'll they'll have local people to talk to about you know how to present it. So I think I think that's going to allow for a, a really neat production.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and uh, it's um and yeah, it is interesting to bring up the whole uh, aspect of taping it because. Um, as, you know, there's, you know, in recent, you know, just recent years, um, some productions from, you know, there's a lot of London productions that would get put, um, filmed production would be put on streaming services or even released on DVD and Blu-ray. And uh, there, right. a lot of Broadway productions can't because of the way the rights are, because, it you know, every like, it's like every single person has to recert- like get a percentage that it, it's, I had it explained to me one time and it was, it's very complicated but yeah if yeah uh, you know filming filming the the spirit of lincoln i mean and hope even talked about you know there could be the possibility of putting it on a public access television um they want to you know stream it so yeah that's it and you know you know it's talking about the keeping the memory of ken bradbury's and his shows alive. i mean you know it it won't be too hard in springfield because everybody you know everybody knows him loves his shows um and I think right. a lot there will be a lot of interest in people wanting to see this production absolutely all very around, or all so. over. And
1: you know, you mentioned the um, the difference between London and, and New York, and they do seem to have been very successful about getting a lot of London shows recorded mm-hmm. and then broadcast on PBS or on streaming services like Broadway HD. Mm-hmm. I think the deal with Broadway, as you, as you alluded to, is that it's the union. Everyone yeah. has a union. There's the, you know, the actor's union and the musician's union and the stagehands union. And and you have to, you have to make contracts with each one of those groups for a Broadway performance. And it just gets a little unwieldy after a while. And, and then finally, in many cases, they realize, well, we can't make any money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of press when Hamilton was recorded. And, um, I think, um, there was some comment about, you know, how people were compensated for that. And um, I know it um, um, was it
0: oh I think gosh, Aaron it, Burr,
1: Leslie Odom.
0: Yeah, Leslie Odom um, Junior said he he didn't wanna um he almost didn't do it because they didn't they weren't gonna pay or they weren't gonna pay him a lot of money, like if anything at all. And, right.
1: And I and I think, you know, the actors are in a hit show and they know their worth. Yeah. And so they were kind of fighting for their rights that, you know, hey, this show is a success. Uh, partially because of my involvement mm-hmm. and the uh, need to be compensated accordingly, but it, it is difficult. And uh, But that but that was such a perfect example, and if anyone had the chance to see that on Disney+, Plus, it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's, it's a great show to mm-hmm. begin with, yeah. and um, they did just an amazing job. And that's not going to hurt the movie rights. The movie rights will still be out there in a couple of years, and they can still make a big, you know, Movie just for the screen, but yeah. I think a lot of fans and a lot of theater enthusiasts really appreciated getting to see the actual show as it was presented on stage. And I really don't think that once this pandemic is over, it's going to hurt ticket sales for the Broadway or the touring productions.
0: Oh no, no, I think there's
1: such an appetite for Hamilton that it will still be an enormous money maker for Lin-Manuel Miranda and his, uh, you know, co-creators. I think they're going to be raking in the dough for years to come.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and plenty of the shows I've seen, you know, that are released, you know, pro shots like Hamilton. Um, I still want to mm-hmm. see Hamilton live. I never got to see. We were going to see it in May, um, and oh. you know, obviously, we can't, we can't. But um, right. You know, right. yeah. But we, we had
1: tickets for that too in St. Louis, and,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: unfortunately, on hold.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah. There, I mean, there's plenty of shows that I've, you know, there's um, uh. You know, they they recorded Gypsy with um, Imelda Staunton. I think I'm saying her name right from 2015, yep. which that was an amazing yep. production as well. That was a I believe I was also a London production, but yeah, I mean that's that's one of my favorite musicals, and I'd love to see that like every time it's on stage. So I mean, no, it, I don't think they those recordings hurt. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that you know physically can't go to New York at a, even like right. in a couple months' notice uh to see a you know to see a show so it's it's great to be able to you know maybe you know maybe they wait till after the show's run its course to release it um but i i think it's i i think it's yeah well after we're able to do live shows and see live shows again i think it'll be the norm that hopefully more of these will be coming out and maybe they can even uh re you know look at some of the rights some of the um some of the union rights i mean it's i mean that would take a while but you yeah, know i i definitely think it's gonna be the norm going forward hopefully i I believe
1: the world is going to change and some of the lessons we're learning right now will become the new norms i think um but you have to consider with new york um i i was looking through some old files and i found some old ticket stubs
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of when i had gone to new york in the 80s and 1980s that is yeah and you know i got a ticket for 65 dollars a great orchestra seat Mm. (laughs) and that was expensive to me back then really expensive but now I mean, to go see Hamilton in Chicago, I mean you were paying $500 or oh, more yeah. for an orchestra seat mm-hmm. in some cases. It's ridiculous and I and I don't think that many people can afford a trip to New York because it has become so amazingly expensive. But this way that they, you know, for 6.99 a month on Disney Plus, they can see something as magnificent as Hamilton and I think it's a win-win and it just it gets the material seen by so many people. That wouldn't have the chance otherwise
0: yeah no i i 100 I agree um the so I I also uh brought up uh, a little earlier right before we um started talking here um and I I, I gotta be unfortunately I mean I, I don't know as much about this but I would like you to uh you know we or we can discuss of course um you talked about something else uh new happening at Uis with their uh with their auditorium and their stage right
1: Right. Uh, Brian Reeves just sent out an announcement on Facebook that's really exciting. In their Performing Arts Center, they have their studio theater, which is where um, the UIS UIS theater program does a lot of their work. And they've done, I think they called it their kitchen sink series of smaller uh, musical performances. Mm -hmm. Well, they put in a three-camera setup that's for internet broadcasting, and they have a whole system they're adding to this. And it's going to really um, provide an opportunity for a lot of local groups to, especially during this time of the pandemic, who want to do something, uh, Brian is providing an opportunity for a lot of groups to be able to use the space. And um, especially, I think I think he said in his message that use of the space may be free of charge if the Performing Arts Center co-sponsors the event. So there would have to be some negotiation probably between the different parties, but music recitals, monologues, staged readings, small concerts. Um, and they have the capability of taping them in this space with good lighting and a three-camera setup. And then they also have the capability of streaming them, which um, kind of will be an inclusive little package. And I think a lot of folks will want to take advantage of that. I think it's a, yeah. a great opportunity. And uh, Brian's really been proactive since he's... Um, taken over the, the position at, at UIS and their, their um, Sangamon Auditorium and so forth. He's done a great job of getting out into the community and coming up with ideas. Um, so this is just another new idea and how he's thinking about how he might offer something that is, that is good for the community and allows people to get some you know, performance opportunities and how audience members can see something that is, is local Because I think there is an appetite for that, especially as this pandemic wears on. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yes, we we, we do love, you know, we love, you know, just talking about we love watching the, you know, professionally shot, uh, you know, the musicals, um, you know, like Hamilton or something on the West End. But, you know, especially for um, the talent pool of people in this area, you know, people want to see local shows with the local performers they know and they love. And, yeah, I think it's absolutely a wonderful idea.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard people say this, but I've I've heard it a lot that people who come here from other cities, or people who grew up here and then have moved away, and some of them come back. I, I've heard it dozens of times where they say, "Boy, we're Springfield is really lucky to have such a thriving arts community." Yeah, uh, people come from bigger cities, and people go to bigger cities, and they say, "We didn't know how lucky we had it in Springfield because." There are so many opportunities. It's not just one theater group or one orchestra or one, you know, dance company. There are lots of different opportunities to perform. And um, Springfield and Central Illinois has done a great job of cultivating that talent and providing lots of diverse opportunities. And I I just expect that to keep growing. Um, You know, once this, once we get past this pretty enormous hurdle, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Called the coronavirus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and we will be um, making sure that uh, we, we will be doing everything we can to ensure that this, uh, as as much to uh, get the word out on performances um, and uh, certain things that uh, may be going on, um, you know, shows that are going on, shows that are being planned. We'll make sure that uh, we we keep that covered so that we are able to. Um, when the time comes, or even before, um, able to do as much involvement uh, with any sort of performing or anything like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I this is this has been this has been fun. Thank you so much, Gus. We uh, we'll definitely uh, hey. yeah. Was I it?
1: love the opportunity, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks very much. And um, it'll be interesting to talk about different things going on in town and, and what we can expect in the upcoming months and years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I we will. I'll be definitely checking in with you again next week, and we'll uh, see what's going on.
1: All right, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.
0: You too, Gus. Thank you.